Hey friend, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host to the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm still laughing from last episode with Dr. Othello Richards. And he taught us about Legos and his kids and how he keeps them all organized in that little tape square. So I'm still laughing and loving that. If you didn't hear it, make sure to go back and listen to his episode. It was fabulous. I also wanted to let you guys know I'm accepting referrals and suggestions of either topics or people you want to hear from on the podcast and send those suggestions to fullconfidenceahead at gmail.com. I'm going to say that again, fullconfidenceahead at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys because this podcast is about a journey that we are taking together. So please let me know topics or people that you want to hear on the podcast because this is a joint journey together, you and me. So just give me an email. I'm excited to hear from you and contact you more. Full confidence ahead at gmail.com. And I'm really excited for our guest today. So we're closing out financial literacy month and that was this month in April. So to finish out that month, we have Christy Tribe, who is the president and CEO of Junior Achievement. And she has been that since 2015. And before that, she was the chief development officer at Junior Achievement. And Junior Achievement is helping students reach their full potential by teaching financial literacy. And they have a proactive approach to breaking the poverty cycle. They are just fascinating and I am so grateful for them. I actually was in contact with Junior Achievement when I was in fifth grade and I went in and participated in their biz town. So I am grateful because it made an impact on me since fifth grade. So please enjoy Christy Tribe. Christy, we are thrilled to have you here on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, especially because of your depth of knowledge and just your experience and and teaching the youth of of the next generation. We are so grateful for you. And we kind of want to know, how did you get to be the CEO position of Junior Achievement? What was your journey there? Well, thank you for having me, Katie. And um, I had an interesting journey to this particular job. I was a single mom and um, kind of working minimum wage and worked myself up um, in the in the world of business and then had a son that was in junior high school that was struggling. He had some disabilities and he's really started tr- struggling with the eight different classes. Mm-hmm. And so I had just remarried and I told my husband, I need to quit my job. And he laughed and I said, no, this is something I would do with or without you. I need a, wow. a part-time job and wow. was uh, lucky enough to um, at, answer an ad in the paper for Junior Achievement of Utah. And at the time I didn't really, I actually thought I was applying for the Junior League, which is a women's organization. But um, <laughs> yeah. they were they were nice enough to give me a, a, a job as a program manager part-time. And I just haven't looked back. It's just really filled a need in me of giving back to the community. Wow, so this came out of a situation with you and your son seeing a need at first to changing jobs, working your way up and just sticking with it. Yes, yes. And wow. and I didn't even know how much of a need I had to be helping people. And mm-hmm. so this was an opportunity that I think was supposed to be for me, definitely. That is so just absolutely beautiful, your story of how you've gotten here. And how many years have you been with Junior Achievement? 
I've been with Junior Achievement 20 years, so I've been here quite wow. a while um, <laughs> and loved every minute of it. I've had almost every job at Junior Achievement except mm-hmm. for a technology and, and a CFO, but um, I really um, love what I do. That is incredible. Can you explain to our listeners what Junior Achievement is? You guys are an organization that I've loved and been involved with for a really long time, but I want our listeners to know who are you and what do you do? Well, thank you. I would love to tell you a little bit about um, Junior Achievement. And and Katie Ann, I know that you came to our capstone facility and volunteered um, just recently. And what I would say is that um, I heard you were the most amazing volunteer. So thank you for that. You know, I love that. I got to be in BizTown, which for our listeners, it's the fifth graders going to have a job for the day. And I loved it because I remember doing it in fifth grade and it impacted me so much. And I picked out my clothes for that day and I was so excited. So I wanted the kids to have the same experience I did because it was fabulous and just changed my world. So thank you for letting me come. It was thrilling. Honestly, it was. Well, and that is so great to hear that you, that we have alumni of, of, of uh, BizTown that can come back and volunteer. That's a full circle right there. Oh, absolutely. Um, so Junior Achievement is actually part of a worldwide organization. I don't know that many Many people know that, but we are in over 100 different countries, and we have 103 satellite offices within the United States. So some JA areas um, have uh, multiple sites Mm -hmm. or uh, multiple locations, and we are Junior Achievement of Utah has always been over the whole state, and Mm -hmm. so we started um, as an after-school program. And we've been around over 100 years. And then we went to classrooms probably about um, 40 years ago. We, we started going into the classroom. Because as an after-school program, we, we, we realized that the ch- students that we were reaching a lot of times came from good homes where their parents really um, were able to um, get them to the after-school program and really cared about their future. Yeah. And I know being a single mom and and having a couple of jobs um, for me, yes, I loved my kids, but I didn't really know what they were doing in school and wouldn't have had the opportunity to take them to an after-school program. And so junior achievement, um, the, the pillars we have are financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship. And um, we uh, are, we reach on a normal year, not COVID year, we reach about 100 thousand students in Utah and we reach them in a couple of different ways one is having volunteers go into the classroom and facilitate hands-on activities with students Mm -hmm. and really help them understand why they're learning what they're learning in school and how it applies to the world of work and their life um, after after education and our hope is to with our volunteers is we have a lot of business volunteers and a lot of parents who are also business um, workers who can um introduce students to different careers that they have and talk about their world of work and really open the mindset and the possibilities for students that may not see um, all of the careers that they may see with their volunteers at Junior Achievement in their um, school experience. And so we believe kids learn by doing. And so we never talk at them. We always do an activity with them. And then we um, help them to um, 
understand a concept and we talk about how the activity went. And the thing I love about junior achievement is failure is okay. Um, Will you say that again? Is okay. Failure oh, is you're... okay. And wow. you probably noticed that when you went to JA City. So right. we don't get a lot of options um, in school right now for failure to be okay. And uh-huh. I totally understand that. But we want kids to learn by doing, and we want them to learn how to fail and self-correct. And so right. a lot of our curriculum, um, they may have an idea that's good and, and about a business or whatever concept they're learning. And they may have an idea that's not so good, but talking about it and working through it and coming up with a different plan is really, really important. So probably about... Um, I, I think it's probably been about 18 years ago uh, um, with the onset of our in-class programs and, mm-hmm. and having them for several years. We thought um, Junior Achievement JAUSA was thinking what kind of richer, deeper experiences could we have with kids that would really make a difference in their lives yeah. at critical times. And so that's how that BizTown program for fifth graders, and we have a program called Finance Park for eighth graders, came to be is they bought the rights of some programs that some educators had had great success with mm-hmm. in um Florida and they um, the fifth grade program like you said the kids actually work with their teachers for four weeks and then they have a job and they come and they work as a team and a successful day is paying back a business loan and they also get to shop too and they get to learn about all different careers and the reason that they picked fifth grade is because that's the time that transition from middle uh, grade school to middle school is a lot where we lose a lot of kids as far as them um, taking classes that will be in a field that they want to go into. So we want to get them excited about careers so that they'll continue their education and take different classes than they might might have if they were just not not have taken if they were just trying to get through school. I love that. And I think you're so successful with that in the program. And I want to jump back to what you said about failure is okay. I I just love this idea of that failure is okay, both for teaching our kids that of like how to work through failure and also adopting that as an adult. But when I came into volunteer at J City and at BizTown, um, the volunteer meeting, the first thing they said was, it's okay to let the kids fail. And in my heart, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it's okay. What if they, what if we don't pay back our business loan and, and everything? And, and I just had to take that in and say, okay, we're going to let them do it. And they really coached us through letting the kids learn and not being like a helicopter um, volunteer, but allowing them to go through the process. And, and you know what, <laughs> we did fail at one point. And it was really interesting to see that the kids that were in my, um, my little business, what they did. So our, <laughs> we had gotten scammed. One of the other um, companies had sent us a utility bill for like $100,000. And, and our CFO of our biz town paid it without looking at it. She learned a big lesson to look before you hit the automatic pay the bill. And I could have gone into the system. I could have worked it out. But I just said, talked to her and said, okay, what are we going to do now? And how are we going to work through this failure? And them problem solving as a team was actually really incredible to see what they came up with. They went and talked to the business saying, hey, you paid us the wrong amount. What are we going to do about this? And I think that what they came out of that was 
so much more powerful than just a perfect experience. I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a money master course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash Pal, which is K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, and it'll automatically add the money master course course to your cart and you just click check out and you'll get it for free. You can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the money master course under the finance category, then using the code KATIEANN, K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N, with no spaces, to claim your $40 discount and free course at checkout. So let's master our money together. Absolutely. And, and KDM, I think, you know, if you think about times in your life that you've learned the most, I know for me, times in my life that I've learned the most are with failures and self-correcting mm-hmm. and getting on a different path. And we really, it's hard for us to give that kind of opportunity to students in school, but especially if you can work with a team and like you said, make those decisions together and you can have, you have to be amiable to your team members and you learn soft skills and you lo- learn cooperation and a lot lot of times it's so fun to see um, in JA City kids changing their price points because they realize they're not going to be able able to pay back that loan. Uh And so it's a great experience, but I I think the reason it's so powerful is it seems so real to the kids. And I think our, our kids are so much smarter than we give them credit for. And so giving them an opportunity to really, um, you know, work as a team and and make a business successful, even if it's just for a day, is a real powerful experience for them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that teamwork, that camaraderie that they learn together. Also, I think uh, there's this importance now. Now that you've talked, I'm realizing that actually giving kids the opportunity to fail and then to learn and to self-correct is actually so valuable in our education system. And the fact that you created this program where they can both fail, learn, then succeed is actually this this ability that the kids can walk away with. Also real life skills, because every day isn't absolutely fabulous. We don't always hit our business marks every day when we're working as adults. And to learn that at a young age, that failure is okay as long as you keep working through it. That failure isn't final. Um, It's only final if if you quit that teamwork that comes after it is absolutely incredible. I agree. It was really fun too. I want to, I want to talk about the junior achievement, the, the mission to, to break this poverty, to break the poverty cycle, because I, I think one thing that I walked away from BizTown and loved is it was a lower socioeconomic school that we had coming in. And one of the girls, she was our CFO um, and probably had never considered a job up to that point out, outside of a minimum wage experience. But I was in the bank and she came up to me afterwards. She said, I can be a CFO. I want to be a CFO. And that confidence coming from within floored me. And I just wanted to scream for joy because not it wasn't just someone saying, hey, you can accomplish great things. You can do this. You can push for your education. You can come out better on the other side. 
but it came from within her because she had gone through the experience. And she was also the girl who had done our failure, had done a, the automatic pay. And she learned from that and still came out the other side saying, I can do this. And I thought that was just incredible. Well, I, and I love that you say that because I think, and, and as far as breaking the cycle of poverty, um, as I started with Junior Achievement, I knew that it was a, a great organization, but I really learned to appreciate the beauty of Junior Achievement and what we do. And what I will say is we couldn't do it without our volunteers. We place um, about 9,000 volunteers a year, either in classrooms or at our capstone facility. And in those schools that we don't have um, great PTA support um, that are more at risk, those are the schools that we bring business volunteers into. And I know as a mom, like I said, as a single mom working, I, I wasn't in a job early on when my kid, my kids always joke and say, you know, that I was a helicopter mom before going to work. And my daughter was eight and my son was three when, when I had to start working. And I think I knew everything about my daughter and everything she did in school and was there all the time. And then I went from doing that to not being able to participate in the classroom in the way I'd like to. And I just so appreciate the people who mentored my, my, my children, because I couldn't have done it without them. It really does take a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. And I, remember that as as I was watching, um, as I came into Junior Achievement, I thought about um, what is true philanthropy? And to me, true philanthropy is not giving someone food or giving them money or giving them a gift. And that's great. I mean, it is true philanthropy, but the, the receiver always, I know that when I received that kind of philanthropy, I felt good about the person who gave it to me and bad about myself. And so to me, the the true philanthropy is helping people help themselves. And so I think what better way to do that than to start with kids? And our volunteers really are our secret sauce. Adults caring about kids and having that contact. Kids can tell when adults care about them. And I know that in your, the, your experience at JA City, you changed the life of those students. And I can't tell you how many times I've had um, an adult come up to me and say, oh, you work at Junior Achievement? I remember my first grade volunteer, or I remember uh-huh. this, I remember the example. And I think the thing about the world is, um, the world is an equalizer of talent we Mm -hmm. we have an abundance of talents in the in the world but it's not an equalizer of opportunity and junior achievement helps us to equalize that playing field for all of our students especially our at-risk students Mm -hmm. and 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 show them a different way and open up opportunities that they may never think of like you said being a cfo um and so i I love, I think that the, the concept that we, we, we use is pretty simple. I think even our capstone facility is simple. The beauty is having those adults caring about kids and being mentors to them because we're not a society of mentors the way we were probably 50, 60 years ago, where you, you go with your parent to work or you, you know, it's, it's, and so we have to create those experiences for our kids. 
My favorite thing each week is just to listen to the stories of these incredible people on the podcast. They give me confidence in all areas of my life. The Full Confidence Ahead sponsor, Utah Money Moms, has boosted my financial confidence. I remember the first time I heard about them on YouTube, I just found this video about tracking your expenses they had done, and it was so simple and confidence building that I went to their website and started downloading as much material as I could. Make sure you head over to utahmoneymoms.com after this episode to sign up for their free webinars on all financial topics from the basics of budgeting to estate planning. That's amazing. And especially your transparency that you just said there, that the world's an equalizer of talent, but not opportunity. And I, I love how you said that in the reality. We, that's the reality we're living in. We do have a reality that it is not equal opportunity right now. So what can we do for that? And what I see you guys doing, and I see it being a very powerful proponent for helping people gain opportunities that otherwise wouldn't is education. Because I believe education helps promote people to other opportunities and gives them the opportunity that otherwise they wouldn't. And especially with this financial uh, education that you're teaching, because if they can't, if kids can't learn how to do finances, then the next step and the next opportunities in life will be very difficult to obtain. So I see this need for financial education and just education in general. And do you, do you think that education is really what breaks that poverty cycle? Well, I do. I, I do think that education breaks that poverty cycle. And I think that being exposed to different opportunities uh, mm -hmm. breaks that poverty cycle. And, and I think that having somebody care about you and telling you you can do it is really powerful. I know um, I came from a, a single parent home and we were not wealthy, but my mom believed that I could do anything I wanted to do. And so I believe that. And I didn't see myself as poor. And so I think it really does make a difference if we have people believing in us and it can go a really, really long way and expanding our um, our thoughts about what we can be and and visions really helps kids to not only um to stay in school and to go on to higher education or whatever um, uh, technical field or um you know, whether it's construction, whatever they want to do, just getting further training. And I think too often our kids think about when I get out of high school, then I just go get a job and, and whatever it is. And they really don't know what that looks like. And if they have a passion and they go for their passion, you know, they say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think it's really, really true. But also, you know, there are a lot of people who have good jobs and we see this a lot who are not do not um aren't necessarily great with their finances and so really reinforcing that of we want you to have a job that you you like we want you to be responsible so you can take care of yourself your family and your community is really important it's 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 and it's um it's like to me, it's like uh, throwing a pebble into water. It has a ripple effect that it, they'll help somebody who will help somebody. And one of the, the most um, impressive statistics junior achievement um, has come up within the last few years um, with our last alumni study, mm -hmm. this will be interesting to you as an alumni, is that 51% of our um our JA um, alumni reported going into the same field as one of their JA volunteers. 
And I think when you think about at-risk kids and the possibilities open to them, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's just having somebody caring about you and saying you can do it. And so we know we're really, like I said, a long-term plan to breaking the cycle of poverty, but we want to be there every year for kids with great mentors so that they really do have opportunities to continue through school and go on to training and be anything they want to be. I love that. I also saw that a little bit with the the business next to me. I had a volunteer in there, the kids, and and they were struggling. And I I love to peek in just to see what was happening there and to watch her encourage the kids saying, okay, this is difficult. You can do this and then let them problem solve. But that reinforcement of belief in the kids, I saw them rush into their business, have this kind of frantic panic moment and come out confident and with a plan. And it was beautiful. And at the end of the day, also that they were lit up with joy and that internal belief because someone else had believed in them. Um, And I think you are hitting on some incredible points that we we are in need of mentors that believe and that can go in and and tell our students, you can do this, like you are capable. And I think one of my favorite things with Jay's uh, BizTown is the way that you set it up that a lot of times it's it's business volunteers that are in there or it's it's people with a profession that that are in the real world volunteering their time and the students like to ask them questions and they get to see and then they're in this simulation as what their life is as an adult and so it's fun to see that that conversation go back and forth where the student suddenly understands what the adult is doing and they have this this connection moment they're kind of on the same playing field yes exactly and i um it's just a joy to witness every day um Mm -hmm. with so many things going on in the world where um there's sadness and division it is so great to be a part of watching um just so many caring adults Mm -hmm. at their best doing their best with kids um it i you know i it makes i don't i can't imagine doing any other job because it really feeds my soul like i said before because i get to see the best people at their best giving back i love that i also i i just love how this has been also a fulfilling moment for you and also a successful program for the students it's it's, it's incredible that that package right there and i want to know from you because we talked kind of talked about how it's both important to have the kids have this exploration and belief in themselves, but also having these financial skills. So what is one thing that you, if you could only teach them one thing, these kids, what financial skill would you give them? Well, I, it, it's funny because um, I went to a, a JA job shadow um, once where we were at a financial institution and they were talking to kids and they were saying, and, and quite, you know, um, transparently at that particular time, I had a, a bit of debt as being a single mom, you know, yeah. that that can happen. And oh, I was just newly out of being a single mom. And so right. I just, um, was not really, um, putting into my 401k the way I should, or yeah. thinking about setting up for my future. And I yeah. remember one of the, one of the volunteers said, those who understand interest 
-hmm. receive it and those who don't pay it. And I think that that's really, really powerful. It's just like, it made me really stop and think, you know, Mm -hmm. like really is interest is, is paying interest a good idea. You know, you can buy things on credit, but is it really a good idea? And wouldn't you rather make interest instead of pay it? So it kind of changed the trajectory for me for my retirement. So that was pretty powerful. And I think kids that understand that, you know, a lot of times um, in college, we really target kids for credit cards, things like Mm -hmm. that. And they're Mm -hmm. not really understanding, you know, some of them are, but most of them probably aren't understanding what they're really paying for an item when they buy it on credit. Right. That to me is, is incredible. This idea of time, power of money. And it's so true. It can either work for you or it can work against you. And if you don't know how it works, it'll work against you. So that's very powerful. Um, I've had Frank, quite a few friends who didn't know how credit worked and slipped into large consumer debt. And that's scary when especially they're taking on student debt at the same time um, and falling into that trap. Uh, what is one thing or what age would you really introduce the idea of finances to help them be successful in the future? Um, I'm so glad you asked that. And that's a really interesting question. And it's Mm -hmm. something that we don't focus on in schools as heavily Mm -hmm. as I would love to see in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for us, we start at kindergarten. And Mm -hmm. junior achievement used to be, like I said, an after-school program, and it was for high school students. And what we realized over time is if we wait till high school, we've we've gotten there too late. Mm -hmm. So we start as early as kindergarten um, with kids um, talking about, um, you know, the coin recognition and mm-hmm. just the the power of saving and in first grade talking about a need and as a versus a want and why sometimes your mom can't buy you everything you want because mm-hmm. it's more important to buy you what you need and so I think these principles these kids are learning while they're having fun but I think it's something that really has to be continual in their education just like literacy you know mm-hmm. reading and and math skills I think financial literacy really needs to be something that is reinforced every year for kids. I agree completely with that. Um, I was surprised. I had the opportunity to go into preschool and do a a little financial lesson, but what they were actually able to recognize about money was far greater than I would have assumed a preschooler could understand. We kind of went through some coin recognition and where does money come from that it doesn't grow out of the ground. And, you know, we did it in silly games, but they were recognizing of money by the end they could walk out and say some things some basic skills and things about money that I was surprised at at such a young age they understood and the other thing I loved that you said that starting early and this is something that just needs to be repetition and I believe that especially because the other day I just pulled out I found in my documents I had done a budget and when I was probably about 11 because my handwriting was chicken scratch. So it was probably when I was about 11 or somewhere between eight and 11. And I don't remember that at all because it wasn't until my second year of college that I even understood what a budget was. So clearly I had been learning about budgeting since I was little, but it didn't click until I was well into my twenties. So I can't even imagine not having even been exposed to it at all and trying to start in the 20s. So it's not just a one and done conversation, but a continual conversation that just needs to continually build. Because I think of me and that I 
probably, I have evidence now that I had financial conversations, but it clearly didn't stick until later on. And I wish I would have started earlier with those conversations. Absolutely. And, and, and one of the things I would say about um, JA, uh, JA Worldwide, um, just that we got an email about a month ago letting us know that they ha- JA Worldwide has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. And at first I was, I oh was wondering about the correlation, but as uh-huh. I thought about it, I thought you can't have peace with, with poverty. You can't have peace when people mm-hmm. don't have enough to eat and they can't take care of their basic needs. Mm-hmm. And you have to have an opportunity for everyone to be able to take care of themselves. And especially the mentorship um, aspect of junior achievement. We are mm-hmm. trying to lift people up into a better world. And so I think I just love being part of an organization that's recognized that way, um, that people can see the good work that we're doing and how important it is to set our kids up for success and mm-hmm. and the importance of having role models that they can, you know, that they can look up to and just the importance of giving them the tools that they can take care of themselves. And especially Especially for um, our girls and women, mm-hmm. helping them to understand that their life situation could change mm-hmm. and that they need to be able to take care of themselves. And I know that's a yes. big passion of mine. And so it's really, I, I love working um, in an organization that really cares about lifting up all, you know, everyone. And, um, and, and, and I think it's so important to be able to have those skills of financial literacy and um, getting a, a job that we love and enjoy and being able to take care of our family. Congratulations on that nominee for the Nobel Prize. That is huge. And you are a large part of that organization. It takes so many people to make it run internationally, nationally, and especially in our state. And you have been a very large proponent for a long time and volunteered much time and also worked much time. So congratulations and thank you for your contributions. It, it is truly an honor to have you on the show. And as we're wrapping up our conversation, I want to ask you the question that we always ask all of our interviewees here. And that is, what is one piece of advice that you would have given your younger self to boost your confidence? That's a really good question. And I think the piece of advice that I would give myself is have confidence in your abilities and know that you can do hard things and know that you can fail and self-correct. That's beautiful, especially going back to our conversation about failure and self-correction are actually proponents to success. So we are so grateful for your time and are just giving you huge grats. Congratulations from both me and all of our listeners from the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Thank you for being such a big part of of truly giving peace to this world by bringing education to our children. Thank you so much for being on here. Coming up on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast next week. Saying the word suicide is important. Back years ago, ooh, if you said that word, people thought that that's going to make someone end their life. It does not. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.